Goodbye, sit down. Right, we're off, Skid. Good boy. Thank you to Myra Green for her music, her composition, Passing Places. You can find out more about Myra and her music at myragreen.com. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Passing Places. We're finally back. We have the podcast website up and running and we're back in iTunes. So after a, a period of something like 18 months off the air, uh, I'm back with another episode and Hope to keep some regular episodes coming through the, the spring and summer. If you were a regular listener to Passing Places, welcome back. And if you're new to the podcast, it's my regular diaries of my travels around Scotland. Now, the little bit of audio you heard at the start there was Skid and I getting on a wonderful little boat called the Lady Jean. And we were taking that little boat from Balmaha over to an absolutely gorgeous island called which is a little nature reserve, one of the 22 islands on Loch Lomond. So that's where we're going to be today for today's episode. And before we get into that, I just wanted to thank you all, every one of you who've been in touch over the last 18 months, and apologies if I didn't get back in touch with you personally. I did, I think, get to, to read every comment from social media and various emails that arrived and as an example, I've got uh, a bit of audio here from Jodie, who's in the States, and she sent me a voicemail, I think over a year ago, and when I finally tracked it down, I got in touch with her just the other day by email, and she was still quite happy for me to play it on the show, so let's have a quick listen to what Jodie has to say. Hello from Sylvania, Ohio. My name is Jodie. I just wanted to sincerely thank you for your podcast. I just discovered it um, a couple weeks ago when I was doing some research on Orkney. Um, I visited Scotland um, one time last May, spent a week in Edinburgh, East Lothian and the borders, um, largely doing a little bit of um, family history research, and, and I had a wonderful time. Um, I spent another week in um, Yorkshire in England, but I would love to get back to Scotland and explore the Highlands and an island while I'm there, um, which is why I've been tuning into your podcast. So anyway, I just wanted to thank you so much for making these wonderful stories and, and your travel diary accessible to all of us to enjoy. Um, I listened to them um, on my way to and from work, and it makes my drive so much better. So thank you so much, and I can't wait for the next podcast. Bye-bye. Well, thanks, Judy. I really appreciate the feedback, and uh, I hope you continue to listen and that you get over to Scotland one day soon in the very near future. 
Now, let's get on to Loch Lomond. If you're coming over to Scotland, it's too easy to just travel up the west side of Loch Lomond, heading for places like Fort William, and miss some of the gems on Loch Lomond. And if you're into water sports and boating, uh, Loch Lomond is really a paradise. There's so many islands to visit. So if you're into canoeing or you have your own boat that you can launch, if you want to hire a boat, and in some of these islands you can you can book self-catering cottages as well. So there's lots to do in various islands on the loch. And Ishkailuk is one of my favourites because it's so handy for Balmaha. You can pick up a little ferry, it's an on-demand ferry from McFarland's Boatyard in the village, just next to the Oak Tree Inn. But you can also, I think there's the, what do they call it, the water bus, comes over from Luss. So you can come over to Inchkailoch from Luss on the west side, from the A82, if you're over on that side of Loch. And then if you're visiting Lomond Shores in the middle of the summer, there's a limited service, I think in July, August, will take you to Inchkailoch. Now, Inchkailoch is, is covered in trees. It's a, an oak woodland, has been for hundreds of years. And there's an old burial ground over there. It was a, originally set up as a, a church by St... Kentigerna, uh, an Irish nun who came over, and locals used to go over in their boats, row over to go to church. So there's a, a burial ground there with some uh, tombstones still there from McFarlands and McGregor's and other local clans, and a couple of more contemporary burials in the maybe the mid 20th century. But it's the only listed uh, monument, ancient monument in Loch Lomond. And there's an island, uh, a fantastic place to visit. But we'll tell you about that in more detail as we get through some of the audio. Uh, Loch Lomond, for what it's worth, is, is you know just a couple of quick facts for you. It's the biggest by area, the largest loch or lake in Scotland. Um, and it's down at the south end. It's maybe about five miles wide, roughly. Maybe 22, I think, miles long, heading north. And by the time you get to the north end, it's quite narrow but very deep, maybe five or six hundred feet. And to give you an idea of scale, Loch Ness is smaller in terms of its area, but uh, because it's so deep in Loch Ness, its average depth, I think deepest point in Loch Ness is probably over seven hundred feet. Uh, Loch Ness is probably by volume two and a half, heading for three times the size of Loch Lomond. In fact, they say in Loch Ness you can get the entire uh, all the water in England from all its rivers and lakes could fit inside Loch Ness. And then to top it all in terms of depth, as well as there being the Loch Ness monster in Loch Ness, you might have heard the Loch Morer, which has a monster too. And the depth of Loch Morer over on the northwest coast is over a thousand feet deep. Anyway, enough of the facts and back to Loch Lomond. Let's say uh, I was a bit tentative on the microphones today and uh, it was just easing myself into the podcast so I've got some uh, little bits of audio from Skid and I on Chkailoch so let's head over there and uh, give you a feel for the place. Right we're here Skid.
Brilliant. So just say one o'clock. Yeah, okay? Yep, excellent. Thank you very much. All right. Come on, you. Hey, what a lot of noise, kid. All that squealing. Right, you stand there. You stand there. Well, that's us on the island of Inchkylock. The little ferry boat's just taken off and heading back to Balmaha. And uh, we were only ones there. And there's a bench, skid. Let's go and sit on the bench. Well, we've just climbed up a bit of a slope from the little jetty. We've come to a branch in the path and straight on us to Port Bourne via the Central Valley and the burial ground which we'll go and look at but off to the left is the signpost of the summit path and back down the hills to the, the North Jetty so ready out of breath eh? just a few hundred metres skid but I thought we might be lucky and see all the bluebells but it looks like there's a couple of bluebells out but I think we're just a few days to a week early Trees are all bare, there's some some varieties of trees just beginning to come into leaf. I noticed the silver birch were just coming into leaf. Uh, but these oak trees are all bare, but when the oak woodland is in full leaf, I'd imagine it's quite dark, with quite a dense canopy. So the bluebells need to be up and flowering before the, the oak trees get into leaf. So. That's why I thought we'd see the, the bluebells, but I think we're just a little bit early. So we're going to walk up the to the summit and uh, we'll see how we got on up there. Well, Skid and I are near the top of the, the little hill and we found a, a bench which calls for a, a little seat. And uh, the bench is in memory of Helen Bailey, who loved and visited this island for 20 years with our family and friends, so just have a little sit down and catch our breath. We're looking sort of down to the southeast of Loch Lomond to Gartaharn. We can see the Dumpling or Dincrine Hill. You've uh, heard me on the podcast up in the Dumpling. You get fantastic views of Loch Lomond from there. So I say we're looking down that way and then out towards the southeast we can see the, the River Hendrick coming in. And further round to the east we can see Conic Hill. We've hardly stopped and that's Skid whimpering again because he wants to make progress and get up to the top. But uh, I don't have any fitness yet so I'm quite happy sitting on the bench for a minute or two. Quite a pleasant day, quite good visibility, a little bit of cloud cover. As I was saying earlier, most of the trees are only just coming into leaf. So we can see quite a lot that we wouldn't normally see. And we'll see how clear it is on the top. There should be a little clearing up there. And uh, we'll come back to you then. Well, we've been sitting at the top of Inchkylock, at the top of the hill now for half an hour or so. We were chatting to the National Park Ranger, who happened to be here. And he was pointing out some of the things of real interest. A couple of osprey nests. I think the ospreys have recently arrived from Africa, North Africa. 
and they'll be nesting in Loch Lomond. But uh, he's left me to enjoy the peace and quiet now, and we're just looking north at Ben Lomond, and quite can't quite see the Green Larrick Hills, a bit of the haze. But uh, fantastic view, looking north over Inchfad and beyond, and uh, off to the left, uh, sorry, off to the right is Connick Hill. But right on the Highland uh, boundary fault line here, if you go into Google Maps and look at the like Google Earth view, zoom out, you, and you draw a line from maybe Arden, Helensborough, and come up through Loch Lomond, the line of the Highland Fault runs right through Inchcailloch, and then on to Aberfoyle and Comrie, and then on to Stonehaven. Then everything on the, the left of that to the northwest is Highland Mountains. There's a huge tectonic plate collided with uh, another continent here and all the, the mountains on the right rose up and they're sort of metamorphic rocks, you know, been created under huge temperature and pressure and everything to the the southeast of us is lowland sedimentary rocks so you can see the, the whole lowland plains, fertile fields and all the way down towards Glasgow and beyond so the sort of highland fault line is very clear on the map and there's another fault line runs from uh, the southern uplands, which is not as distinctive, but somewhere down near Girvan, Srenraar, runs all the way over the country diagonally to um, Dunbar on the east coast. So whilst I've always thought the central belt has been east-west from sort of Glasgow to Edinburgh, in reality the, the lowland central belt runs in a diagonal and includes places like Perth and Dundee and Fife. So but this is really the the borderline between the um, the highlands and the lowlands and if you follow that fault line I think it was in 2003 there was a, an earthquake in uh, Aberfoyle of all places and uh, the newspapers had a field day although it was a relatively minor event it was all the, the drama of an earthquake and uh, if you follow that line on up to Comrie, there's quite a few stories about earthquakes in Comrie. So uh, the Highland Boundary Fault isn't uh, to be confused with uh, the Great Glen, which is where Loch Ness is. And that's another fault line where the Great Glen was created. So you've got Loch Lochie and Loch Oik and Loch Ness, and uh, they've all been joined by canals to create the Caledonian Canal. So there's an entire fault line right through Scotland from Inverness in the northeast to Fort William in the, the southwest. But that's all a bit further north than here. So yeah, I've got Skid is desperate to, to get a move on. We're gonna go down and see the the old burial ground. We're so uh, happy sitting up here that we're gonna leave the port barn down in the South Island for another day. And we'll go down and have a look at the the burial ground just now. That'll we'll just have enough time before we have to head back to the little jetty and pick up the, the ferry to go back over. So we're heading down off the top of the hill and uh, we've come across some slightly different trees here. We've got some Scots pine and on the floor we've got a carpet of heather and blaebreeze. That's different from the oak woodland with the bluebells. Oh, there's still plenty of bluebells around here too. Uh, I think another week or two 
certainly worth coming just to see the bluebells. Looks like there's millions of them here. So we're going to go down and have a look at the We're going to go down and have a look at the, the burial ground and then head back to the jetty. I'm sitting on an old dilapidated bench in the burial ground and uh, I'm looking at the foundations of the old church and I'm surrounded by gravestones. And you go back to the 8th century, I think, when St Kentigerna nun from Ireland came over, settled here on Inchkailach and the locals used to row over to come to church. So there's a lot of uh, very old tombstones here from marked with uh, the McFarlane clan and some McGregor clan and then some modern burials right through to the 20th century but it's, uh, it's a very peaceful quiet place and See, the trees are still to be covered in leaf, so I'd imagine it's even more tranquil and shady in the summertime. I just saw you coming, I thought I might as well come over early. Oh, right. Having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't do that long to walk around it. No. I come for longer though, it's definitely worth uh, staying for a while, you know. Oh, why? Right. Picking the bluebells. No, I don't really. Yeah, but he's So yeah, my audio sort of got cut a little bit short. I was sitting in the burial ground and I was just ready to wander into all sorts of discussion and a group of people arrived, which uh, was a surprise. So I quickly switched the microphones off and they hung around for quite a while, so I eventually decided to, to walk back towards the north uh, end of the island where the jetty was. I thought, well, I've got at least half an hour or so. I can sit down by the water's edge and chat on the podcast. And, and as I came to the north jetty, the, the boat was coming over, dropping somebody off. So I thought, well, to save the guy coming back in half an hour, I might as well jump on the, the ferry back over. So I got back on the Lady Jean and we headed back over to Balmaha. Now that little boat is really interesting because you know I love the, the five coastal villages, the fishing villages over in Fife. And one of them is called St Monin's and I always talk about the String of Pearls the fishing villages, and uh, the Lady Jean was actually built in Miller's Shipyard in, in St Monin's in 1936 and was delivered brand new to McFarlane's Yard on uh, Loch Lomond at Balmaha. So that little boat has been uh, pottering around in Loch Lomond since 1936, whatever that is, 80, 81 years or something. Uh, maybe my arithmetic's wrong, but it's just amazing to, to see that. And now, you know, Miller's Yard, which was a very famous shipyard. I think they built ships there for the fishing fleet for oh, maybe a couple hundred years. It's now closed. But uh, the McFarlane Yard has got two or three other really nice old wooden boats. And they're that lovely golden uh, brown colour, really golden with the years and years of uh, yacht varnish applied to the the wooden hulls and everything, so 
showing its age, but uh, just great to be out in an old piece of history as well. So that was McFarlane's uh, Boatyard and Lady Jean. And there are, as I said at the start, there's other islands that you can visit in Loch Lomond. Uh, when I was up on the, the top there with the ranger looking out at Inchfad and beyond, I was looking at Inchmurn and Inchmurn has a hotel there, so you can you can get the, the postal uh, mail delivery boat from Balmaha. And I think uh, quite certainly through the summer months, it's maybe a three or four hour cruise and you can go with the, the posty and deliver the post to some of the islands and uh, have lunch at the hotel at Inchmurn. And I believe if you're into naturism, there's a little naturist community there on Inchmurn too. I think it's a, probably just a private house or a you know place to self-catering place you can rent, but people always talk about the naturists on Inchmurn. And as soon as you think of that, you think of midges and all sorts of things. But if you think uh, that's a little bit unusual, the, the oddest thing that I've come across in Loch Lomond is in on Inchconachan. A lot of people don't know this, but there's a, a native or naturalised um, group of wallabies. The Lady Cahoon, the Cahoon's own Inchconachan. And way back in the 40s, she decided for some reason that she, she wanted some wallabies. And she she got them organised and they, they brought them over to Inchconachan. And the wallabies became part and parcel of island life and seem to have adapted to the Scottish climate. So for many years, canoeists and various people would talk about the wallabies coming down to the campsites at night and feeding off the scraps and things. So I think as the the whole um, conservation and redevelopment of the Loch Lomond in terms of its the national park, the wallabies are a bit of a uh, conundrum really because they're obviously not a natural species and they no doubt uh, create difficulty for some of the plants as well as maybe some of the other wildlife so there's probably a debate which um, around whether the wallabies should be there. I'm told over the years there's been less and less and there's been talk of a cull and all sorts of things so but uh, when I was talking to a couple of people over in, in Kyloch they were saying that people were still seeing the odd wallaby on Inchconachan. So if you're Australian and you happen to be out canoeing and you're having a barbecue or something <laughs> on Inchconachan and you do see a wallaby, then uh, you have seen one because they are there, which is quite funny. So anyway, I digress. So that's it for this week. A quick uh, wander around Inchkyloch. I hope that you get the chance to go and visit it one day or one of the other islands. And uh, we'll be back with you in the next week or two with another episode, hopefully a bit more in-depth than this one. But this was really just to get my uh, my mouth back around the microphone, really. So I hope uh, to catch up with you again and see you on your travels one day somewhere around Scotland.